Dear listeners, Sairam, what happens when their love for Bhagwan Baba brings together a pair of filmmakers, one from Hollywood and the other from Bollywood? Recently, Radio Sai's Karuna Munchi caught up with Jean Massey from Hollywood and Naresh Sharma from Yashraj Films, Mumbai, when the two of them were here in Prashantinilayam in connection with a project they are collaborating on. For the first time ever, this pair of professional filmmakers have set out to capture some glimpses of the pan-India SAIF movement and its many service projects. Their attempt to capture the scope of this unique NGO proved to be a humbling experience, they told us. In today's episode of Trist with Divinity, we are pleased to bring you this conversation with Jean Massey and Naresh Sharma. This conversation was recorded in March 2013. Sairam, dear listeners, Jean Massey is a Los Angeles-based film director and a Sai devotee who films around the world covering a wide range of Sai service activities, including medical camps, hospitals, orphanages and Sai schools. Jean has been a devotee of Bhagwan Sri Satya Sai Baba since 1980. He is the current president of the Sri Satisai Baba Center of Hollywood, USA. His colleague, Naresh Sharma, is a professional film director who has been working with Yashraj Films of Mumbai, among others. Naresh Sharma is also a Sevadal member since 1999 and he comes from a family of Bangalore-based Sai devotees. The year 2013 has seen Jean Massey and Naresh Sharma crisscrossing India to cover stories of the vastness, the depth, the diversity, enormity and the profundity of the Sai mission in India. During Mahashivratri 2013, I had an opportunity to catch up with Jean Massey and Naresh Sharma and find out what it is that is keeping them glued to their cameras these days. Sairam Brothers and welcome to Radio Sai. Sairam. Sairam. What is it that is keeping you gentlemen so busy of late? We are India travelers, <laughs> uh, documenting the Sai mission all over the country. We've been to six states so far, and we've got a number of states to go. And we're probably the most fortunate people in the whole country because we're getting to see an inside view of Swami's magnificent mission. And so many people probably don't know just how magnificent it really is because we've seen some wonderful, wonderful things. Who exactly uh, are you filming and what is the purpose of this uh, documentary that you're making? Well, we are filming mostly Sai schools, Sai service activities, medical camps, orphanages, vocational centers, out in the villages where the devotees are doing magnificent service. But mostly we're filming Sai service activities and Sai schools. So are you planning to make one or more documentaries out of this material? These are two, we hope, broadcast quality documentaries. One one-hour film on Swami's 99 Sai schools in India and his educational system of human values and educare and Vidya Vahini. And then we are also doing a one-hour 
documentary on an overview of the entire All India Sai organization and all the wonderful things it's doing that would include the educational system, mobile medical, hospitals, service work that's being done in the big cities and and out in the villages. So this, it's documenting the whole mission that Swami has set forth in India and the world for that matter. Uh, Jean, you're a Hollywood producer. How are you managing your way around in India? Well, uh, you know, when, when I was first contacted to do this marvelous endeavor, I first thought of Naresh Sharma because he is very skilled in the film industry, having been Yash Chopra's assistant and having been in a filmmaker in his own right and a director. And not only that, but a very dedicated devotee who's actually worked very closely with Swami. I thought, who better to go with us on this endeavor than Naresh, because he's immensely qualified to go along and help interpret uh, some of the cultural things that I'm not aware of, although I've been a devotee for many years. Uh, he, you know, and he not only that, but he he speaks uh, the language uh, that the people speak, <laughs> and so uh, he's a, an integral part of the entire endeavor. Mm-hmm. So, Naresh, this experience of filming uh, the Sai Mission across India is very different from what you do for a living, which is producing Bollywood movies. How has the experience been? Well. Um since I joined this work and Swami had blessed me on my career in the very beginning, I'd always been praying to Swami that whatever I do in the field, I hope, I hope He gives me some chance where I can serve His mission. And uh, what's beautiful about this film is that we have numerous movies where Swami in His discourses is talking about service. We hope this film is capturing that message in real life. You know, as against Swami's words on one end, and we see how it's being shown in action by uh, his army in white. So um, I, I found this, this was a fabulous opportunity to be a part of his mission, and it's first opportunity in this field. So I was very excited about it. And I hope you will produce more films related to Bhagwan's mission. Uh, who started this uh, whole idea? Where did it come from? It came from Nimish Pandya, who is very active in the education, uh, in Sai schools, in Sai education. And uh, he works uh, very closely with Dr. Petrie in Mumbai. And he called me up one day and said, we're thinking about doing a school, a film about Sai schools. There are 99 of them. And so that's how it began, with his idea. And then he, we got an approval from uh, Sri Srinivasan uh, to go forward. And uh, I came in November and met with them, and we worked out all the details and brought Naresh into the project, and that's how it all began. Mm -hmm. So, who is your likely target audience? Who is it aimed at? We would believe everyone. The sign devotees already are aware of what his mission is, what his message is. We're hoping to bring this to the awareness of everyone. To be honest, not so much Swami. It's his message, which is very practical, the right um, medicine for today's ailments around the society. And we have a feeling that what he said was so practical, so usable by everyone of uh, people of all race and ages, that if we show people that how this message is being implemented by everyone without any publicity, without anything, it will inspire more people to take up this work in their own ways and uh, help society at large. Mm, Very noble 
intention. Not only that, but the most of the films on Swami that are out there now are centered around darshan and spiritual activities around the ashram and around uh, Swami's uh, uh, walking around and uh, some of the Sai schools and things like that. But really, I don't think we've really seen the one, the wonderful, magnificent work that's going on in the villages, in the hospitals, mobile medical, uh, vocational training. The general public does not know about these things. I've told several people already. I've 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 actually been crying as as I'm filming in some of these activities. They're so touching and so much love, and the general public has not seen this. They have no idea, uh, you know, and, and especially in, uh, in people in other faiths and other cultures, they see a, a picture of Swami and they say, oh, uh, an Indian guru or something. They don't really know what Swami's mission really was. And so by seeing this, we can really color and show what Swami's mission is all about and what he came here to do. So where all have you both been so far in your mission to shoot across India? We've covered the southern states. We've been to Tamil Nadu, Kerala, Andhra Pradesh, Mid-India being Madhya Pradesh, Rajasthan, and Karnataka was our last schedule. We hope to cover a few things here in Puttaparthi, following which we'll be leaving for Orissa. I see. And then are you traveling north as well? Yes, we hope to cover every state. We'll be going to Manipur, Far East, and uh, northern uh, states would be Jammu. We were hoping to capture something in Kashmir, but... We've heard that there recently uh, things have changed over there since a few political events. And we'll be covering Jammu for sure. A lot of good work going there. And uh, yes. Gujarat, Maharashtra. Maharashtra, UP, Bihar. How long will each of these documentaries be? One hour documentary on Sai education and Sai schools. And then a one hour documentary on an overview of all of Swami's mission not just education, but also uh, medical, his hospitals, also the service work that's going on, an overview on the All India Sai organization. I see a huge challenge before both of you in terms of editing, considering the amount of filming you're doing and how vast the mission is. To capture each of these topics within an hour is going to be very hard. I wake up in the middle of the night thinking about that. (laughs) (laughs) I believe you. We've got, so far, we've only been to six states, and we've got 53 hours of film so far. And we'll probably have another 100 hours before we're done. But not just for these films, but this is also a wonderful document, documenting of the activities for the archives. I often tell people 100 years from now, this, this footage, people will be going through it and, and amazed at how the golden age started. That's a very nice way of looking at it. Now, how will people have access to it once it's done and ready? As of today, we don't have a firm commitment on a distribution deal, but we're hoping this goes on Indian television, on national television. We also have uh, interest from several international cable channels that uh, have a large Indian audience. But I think we can make something that crosses all borders that anyone would find interesting. You know, there are a lot of NGOs in the world and, and, that, and a lot of charities and a lot of people are doing wonderful work, but really no one has seen what the Sai organization is mm. doing. We've always been very publicity shy and very quiet in what we do. Just work, no talk. That's true. And then when Swami was here, he really didn't want publicity because he didn't want to attract the people that were looky-loos. Most of the people that came here, came here were genuine spiritual seekers. 
And now that he's passed, he's no longer with us in physical form, it's open to, I think, more open to being able to publicize what his mission is. Mm-hmm. Based on what you've seen so far and filmed till now, what was it that inspired you the most? We were in Vishakhapatnam. Andhra Pradesh. Vizag, I think they yes, call Vizag it. Yes, Vizag is in the Andhra short Pradesh. Form. You know, Swami made many visits to Vishakhapatnam, uh, which they uh, commonly refer to as Vizag. <laughs> and the people there are so inspired. It's like they're on fire to do service. <laughs> we went to one area that, that where I was actually crying when I was filming, where it was the young adults... Outside the railway station in Vishakhapatnam, there is a, an area behind the railway station where the people are destitute, dressed in rags, starving, uh, matted hair, uh, just pitiful, lying in the streets. And the young adults go and pick them up and take them to an area that they've, that they've roped off. They've made tents and things, and they wash these people, cut their hair, cut their fingernails, trim their beards. Uh, they even have a tub that they've heated the water that they use to wash the people with. They have a propane thing there, that, or a gas thing that heats the water so they don't have to wash them in cold water. This is the kind of care they do. And then they wash the people. They put medicine on their sores. They have a whole collection of clothes. They're used clothes, but they're clean and washed, and so they, they have like a, a wardrobe selection. It's young, the, these people can pick the clothes that they would like to wear. They put fresh clothes on them. They feed them. They pray with them, and they send them on their way. And it's one of the most moving service activities I've ever seen. It's just magnificent. Hmm. Just so loving. So loving, and that's, but that's the issue here, is, you know, there's a way you can do service where you, where you say, here's some food for you. And the way the devotees do it, they give them the food along with a smile and along with love and care and make the people generally so happy, not just from the food, but the fact that somebody cares about them. That's the key. You know, I was in Los Angeles once, and a, a man uh, was, was begging and he said, uh, I just got out of prison and I, and I can't get work. And can you give me some money for some food? I said, not only that, but I'll go with you to the place and we'll buy you any food that you want. So I went with him to the restaurant and bought him the food. It was a takeout place and got him the food. And I came out and I sat down on the curb with him. And he started crying. And he said, nobody ever did this. Nobody ever sat down with me, bought, bought me the food. They would give me some money, but they never bought me the food and then sat down with me. That extra mile, that and just makes see, all the difference. And you see, that's what the devotees do here. They go out and not just say, hey, here's some food for you. They go out and, and they deliver this with love. Everything the devotees do is filled with love, coated with love. As we say in Hollywood, it's all sugar-coated, <laughs> you know. This is what the magnificence of the mission is. They're not just doing service. And this is actually the fuel that transforms the people in the villages, is the love that they bring. You know, we were talking earlier about the man that was totally transformed by the love of the devotees doing this kind of service. Of the young adults, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you have an opportunity to film any of the projects under the Sri Satisai Village Integrated Program, the SSVIP? Uh, yes, but if I could answer yes, your please. previous question. Go ahead. I've been a Sevadal for 10 years, and I honestly thought I knew what service is. 
This trip has been an eye-opener to say the least. When in 2000, I think, we were in the youth conference and Swami kept telling us, you know, go out, serve, go out, serve. And he finally ended up saying, your lies will be my message. I thought Swami was expecting too much out of us. Our lies will be his message. I mean, it was quite a tall uh, task, you know, and I've seen that happening. I've seen our boys over there quietly in white living his message. And I was blown away by it. And the question you asked was, what have you seen? Honestly, if we started speaking, this interview would go 52 hours long. That's how much we've covered. Mm. But I would like to mention two incidents. Please. That stand out. We went to this um, mentally challenged institute in uh, Tamil Nadu. Um, It was in the afternoon. And um, I actually was thinking in my mind... um, Swami, I'll feel sorry for those kids, you know, we'll get emotional, so just help me out there, let me just do my work properly. And um, I went there and I was surprised by the energy of joy that was there amongst those kids. They were full of life and guiding those kids were a few college students. They were not part of our mission, they were just from a nearby college. Now, how we normally do things is when we come out of the car, he carries his equipment, a camera or something. I carry one of my equipments. And it's normally a sevadal who will carry our bag, the main bag behind and take it along. So, um, after we interviewed everything, I just happened to be chatting with those boys. Where do you come from? How do you do this? What inspires you? And they were narrating this thing to me. And it said, well, we were inspired by the professor of our college. He's a sign devotee. And he asked us to, you know, come with this boys. We'll train you. But spend your Sundays, spend it with these boys and, you know, make their lives worthwhile as well as yours. So I said, wow, I mean, that professor must be somebody great. He said, yes, he's standing right behind you. I looked behind, there was nobody there. I said, who? He says, that's Sevadal. Oh my God. He's the professor. What humility. I wanted to fall down on my knees and, you know, bow before him because... And I said, Swami, thank you for this. I thought I was doing your work, but it's you working on us. How can I ever be the same person seeing this? I thought I was a Sevadal. I thought I was so-and-so, but look at this. It was it was marvelous. And it takes me to another incident that happened in Rajasthan. We went to a village near Kota. It was not fully an SSS VIP village because the conditions over there were so poor, those villagers did not have a land of their own. So our people could not build toilets for them and everything because you need their own land. That's one of the things, you know. They were just um, trespassing on a territory and um, our people were giving them any help they could. Very poor place, very poor place. And uh, the government could remove them anytime, you know. And we had gone to the school. There was a makeshift school where... Um, and after that, there was the process of the Amrit Kalasham. Yes. You would know about that. It's the program where they provide the basic groceries and necessities to selected uh, families. To selected families, yeah. yes. That's Very key. needy families. So, uh, we had those selected families sitting down over there. Amongst that was one little kid who was 9 or 10 years of age. When her turn came, she came up to take the... Uh, groceries and I think was weighing some a good 20-25 kgs and she sat down and when the thing got over she got up to leave and I realized she was doing it all alone so I said hey where's your mom call her so the girl was obviously shy so the women nearby said beta um, she doesn't have a mom or a dad she had a grandmother but she's passed away so I said you mean she's all alone this 9 year old kid she said no she's got two younger brother and sister oh my god and she's all by herself 
I didn't know what to do when I saw this girl putting that thing on her head and carrying the rest of it. You know, these guys are very strong mentally. They don't feel pity. They don't look. But she was carrying that 20-25 kids, this nine-year-old girl. Mm. And fending for herself and her two little brothers. She was the mom of the family She was the mom of the family, yes. I couldn't help it. There was a break. I just left my stuff over there. I ran up to her and I just pulled it out of her hand because I knew she wouldn't give it to me because we were Mm. honored guests or something. So I just took it from my hand and just quietly walked behind her so that nobody is around so I can speak openly t- with her and when I was walking and when I left very humble place her dwelling was very humble I said look there's nobody here there's no elder so you can speak openly to me can I help you in any ways do you need anything money or uh, anything you need tell me I will ensure you get it don't feel shy don't feel scared of anything she says nahi bhaiya I have everything so I said no no Think about it. You need clothes, you need shoes, you need anything. I'll ensure. Nobody will know. I'll ensure you get it. She said, very come and No, madam ne clothes diya hamko. The principal of the school has given me everything. I said, uh, it's very cold here. Do you have blankets for yourself and your sister? He says, yes. The Sairam people have given it to us. And she was so relaxed about saying it. She didn't even, you know. I said, oh my God, Swami, I've heard you say that where is army invite cannot go. He is taking care of those people unseen. And I'm seeing that. And I was blown away by this. I said, what contentment she, this little girl has. And she wanted to go play. I said, okay, you go. And um, must mention this um, uh, madam of the school. This village is some 50 kilometers away from Kota. That lady is not a Sai devotee. And she just comes here all through the week. And um, she need not come on a Sunday. But she knows on Sundays, the Sai Ram people come. That's how they call uh, them. The Sai Ram people come. She makes it a point to come back and serve these people. So that's the kind of work that's, that has been going on incognito. And if he says the golden age is at hand, yes, when you look at it, you're not surprised. You know it's going to come about. If only you tune in and hear these stories. Imagine the penetration of the Sai movement, the NGO that runs so quietly. It has gone so deep. It has very deep roots. I can't think of any other NGO that is so well organized and so well penetrated into the heartland of India's villages, really deep inside. I dare say that, um, why us? If 10 teams were to go together, we could still not know what all is going on. Very hard to capture. It's a very big canvas. You know, I often talk about how in a nuclear reaction, there's something called critical mass. When the critical mass takes place, you have a nuclear explosion. I've been in 26 countries filming Psy Service, Psy Schools. There, we have reached the critical mass. There is nothing you could do to stop the golden age now if you tried because there is so much of this type of work going on beneath the surface that you don't know about. We have not sought publicity. We have not sought donations. We have not sought members. They've come from the goodness of their hearts. And that's what this is. This is a heartfelt movement beneath the surface, incognito, that is going to change the world. And there's nothing you can do to stop it. I can sense the conviction in your voice, Gene, seeing that you both have been there and seen it yourself. I don't think many people have seen what we've seen. And um, when you see this, as Naresh says, it has changed us. 
it's changed our hearts. And I suppose that, you know, Swami's job is to, is to change your heart. And so he picks a job for you that changes your heart. If you can imagine a, a guy from Hollywood, <laughs> materialistic Hollywood, well, what would he do to and change me? And your short me? films, <laughs> Bollywood. Well, he was already on the right path, you know. But you take a guy like me that was stuck in the world of Hollywood and all the things that go on there. What on earth could he do to change me? Well, let's send him, let's send him and show him my mission. And let's show him, in, let's take him into the deep part of India where the real work is going on and let him see what real love is and that's what he's given me it's his gift to us to be able to go around and see these things and hopefully we will live up to the mission and and be worthy of the gift by making a truly great work of showing this work we feel as if we're the chosen ones almost you know to be so lucky to be seeing these magnificent things and we're not even done yet we're one third finished so if you can imagine what how we feel we feel like we're blessed and been given the uh, the sacred mission you know to so to speak I can imagine very inspiring what makes us very different from other NGOs is what Swami laid out that service is the path to salvation so you're doing it for yourself and service benefits the provider even more than the receiver of the benefit. So in your case, you're serving as instruments to capture this and it's affecting you so beautifully. But you both keep referring to the golden age. What exactly do you mean? The golden age, as Swami said, where in his last discourse in Vrindavan, it was in 2008, where he briefly mentioned it quite openly that the golden age will come around in the next 27 years. This was six years ago, so I, my monkey mind calculated it to come about right, 2034. He said that would be an age where human consciousness will shift from the I and me state to the us and we state. It's the Ram Raja come again, very simply put. And you both are hopeful that is happening already. It's, it's not hopeful, it's happening. Convinced. Uh, we're, we're, you're, saying, you're talking to two fellows that are convinced that we're seeing it in blossom. You know, I often joke when a child is born, you, you look at this little infant that's just born, you say, how is that, ever, how is that thing ever going to graduate from college? <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a mess, you know. But, and so uh, right now, you know, you're seeing the birth of the golden age. It needs time to mature, but it's been born. Swami came to light the lamp of love in our hearts, and He's done that. And he's, His mission is is a great success from what we've seen. It just needs to be told to the rest of the world so they can join in. Jean Massey and Naresh Sharma, it's been so inspiring listening to your stories and your experiences. Wish you the very best of luck with the venture. May everything go on smoothly and finish on time. When are we likely to have a peek at it? Well, I guess if we commit to a date, we'll, we'll have to stick to it, but we're hoping to have something to show by birthday. Okay, wonderful. Look forward to it. The very best of luck to both of you. Sairam. Thank Loving you, Sairam. Sairam to all the listeners. Thank you so much. Sairam. Thank you. Sairam, you just heard a conversation with Jean Massey and Naresh Sharma, a pair of professional filmmakers who have set out to capture some glimpses of the pan-India Sai movement and its many service activities. In conversation with them was Radio Sai's Karuna Munshi and this was recorded in March 2013. 
Thank you for tuning in and please do send us your feedback on this program. As always, you can reach us through email. Our email ID is listener at radiosai.org. 